no matter how many times I say, we're just going to do a quick one. Like, usually it will start off quick and then we'll get into a little bit of a zone and then ends up being 40, 50. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but we then this have one, to do a quick this one, one definitely is going to be quick, but this is the fourth time we started recording, you know, because our right, equipment. Got things hold, been held up by duct tape over here. We got a girl that doesn't like me talking about one of the TikToks she made, which popped off a little bit. I'm proud of her, you know. Hard work you know and determination yeah. for sure. But I couldn't. Um, I couldn't watch the fights on Saturday because we went to uh, Hamilton, but we saw that in Portland. We saw a play. It was pretty cool, but you know. It didn't really matter because I got to go back and watch all the fights. So many first round finishes. Amanda Lemos, so many great submissions on that card. It was fantastic, but we're going to make this sucker quick, okay? Because the, this upcoming week's card is kind of like, it's okay. Font for Spirit, that's a fantastic main event. And then we got Alexander Romanov coming over. But what I'm going to, what we're going to do today, okay? Ready for this? Yep. I know the Claudio Poyes, he's been in the UFC for a bit, but he's still like super young, 26. And last year I found a guy, as we have harped on, Melsic Bagdasarian. So I want to do, I'm going to rank my top five uh, like favorite discoveries that I've made of 2020. Like my new favorite fighters that have barely fought in the UFC. And okay. I'm going to give five of them and then a couple honorable mentions. And then also in, I guess, you know, in honor of last week's fantastic card. I've never seen a standing triangle in my entire life. I've never seen a single arm <laughs> guillotine happen. We're going to do my top three submission, my favorite submissions that have happened this year. Cool. So, yeah. But I guess to start the sucker off, though, what did we say? We obviously said Amanda Lemos was going to lose by standing arm triangle. Am I right? We saw that one coming a mile away, right? You did say that. Or saw it coming. Yeah, I saw I saw a standing arm triangle coming in. Well, you saw uh-huh. a big one Definitely for saw her. Definitely a firefight coming between yeah, punches. Exactly. Not a girl choking another girl standing up. No, but you saw her winning. I saw Amanda. I saw Andrade definitely kind of winning. I didn't see Claudio Poyes, though, getting his second knee bar in a row against Clay. Two tough guys. And also, Cl- Claudio Poyes, I'm going to say this right now, he's kind of like the caveman killer. That's what his new nectine should be. That screw shit, that's a screw sick Prince nickname. of Peru. Say caveman killer. Because he's beat Chris Gritzmacher and Clay Guida back to back. And both cavemen. of those guys look like they're from the Geico commercial. <laughs> they literally look like, what is it called? Nor- they're absolute killers. But Clay Guida, he shot for that single, shouldn't have shot for okay. the single. What were you going to say? What were you saying? What's the word? Sorry, your highness. What's the word that what you TikTok call? What famous girl? What? What's the word that you call um, yeah, Nor North? No. What's the word that you use for caveman back in the day? It starts with an N. Neanderthal. Yeah. Neanderthal. Thanks. Yeah. For the help. Um, Bianca, she thinks she's so sick because she made a TikTok. I'm going to keep harping on this, okay? Because Why? It just makes her mad. It makes for great content. She did the filter with the 21 Savage song. 21 Savage? I think that's how it was. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you don't even know rappers. Okay, but what music what what makeup fits you the best Bianca you think it's the one where it's transitions from like the 90s down to the 60s right am I right and yeah so many awesome Bianca fans oh my god you're so annoying what's what's your favorite makeup though I like the 70s but a lot of people are saying 90s and 70s 60s was pretty good too I was down with the 80s no you like a little bit of flare on top of the eyelids it's kind of nice 
yeah okay let's continue oh, but check this out my internship at oregon state where i make some graphics i get hooked up with absolute fire with merch merch let's freaking go sick yeah like, i went from having z- almost zero oregon state university things to, oh by the way yeah that, that's where i go you know if anyone's wondering yeah um but went from having zero things to about five or six solid items <laughs> solid Thanks items keith. shout out keith yeah keith warner let's go absolute savage he has jock peterson on his fantasy team man's hit three home runs in the last two days so <laughs> he's living the dream fire pickup but okay what did we let's do a little rundown here jessica andrage wins everybody expected that to win that way claudio plays he's basically i guess gonna win via knee bar every single time and 26 year old absolute killer charles jordan what do we say this guy is a killer now everyone uh what's his face um keith peterson's like so you ready so you ready <laughs> charles jordan's like yes sir so he's getting more vocal in there which is fantastic fans absolutely love to see guys that are yelling vocal. and like talking shit in there and lando Venado looks so good i think he shot a takedown like when charles jordan threw a kick and then charles got back up, up to his feet and then i think it was another like clinch situation and then he ends up freaking getting the one arm guillotine fantastic i was looking at the topology has the top 50 uh submissions that have happened and i was just curious to look at all of them and uh charles jordan's was on here and jessica andrage so two of the top 50 that have happened all year happened in one night and then also mark andre barrio had a fantastic I think guillotine choke and rafa garcia had a uh, rear naked choke so there was just a uh, fire there's so many awesome fights here and just short ones that allowed me to catch up really quickly this is complete opposite of last week i'm pretty sure last week on the luke versus Bilal muhammad card there was tons of fights that just went the distance which oh, you know, <laughs> the 30 minutes of pop you know watching all of them but it's okay it's well okay. i guess not the prelims the prelims were only 15 minutes but yeah dude so many good fights but i guess that kind of wraps up that font versus vera though dude actually i guess let's transition right in let's do my favorite submissions of the year okay yeah all right i cannot wait this end of the year i'm gonna have so many better segments for the end of the year award Awards. shows yeah because i've kind of kind of combined the two past things that i've thought of from the last two years it's crazy that i've been doing it for this long i know honestly the start of covid yeah i know and the, the audio quality dude it's just gotten just better straight up going. the video quality the background the mm-hmm. my high-tech even, camera well shush. it's a big ass camera back there i have a guy i have a crew like oh my god i'm talking about even like your um thumbnails and stuff how much they've changed i've gotten they look still pretty ass no but they don't like you're some of them do. you've gotten way better at how to like use premiere pro and stuff yeah or and photoshop photoshop premiere pro is how i edit the video i meant photoshop no one cares about that oh i care top three submissions of the year baby <laughs> let's get into this sucker okay we'll start at the bottom a- okay actually this is the honorable mention recency bias but all that aside just kind of drivers um amanda lemos that was absolutely wild nobody expect i'm gonna say this right now we're gonna get off topic here but Amanda Lemos, so clean, dude. Powerful leg kicks. Such good stand-up. Even though she lost, abs- just, she just got caught. 
is i'm just gonna take this as bro you just got caught it's almost like you just got cracked oh. on the chin and you got knocked out okay because this was not a fluke because jessica andrage if anybody's gonna choke you out standing up it's gonna be her build her frame <laughs> so she i just, guess you didn't think so she was gonna win. well i just didn't know because just amanda Lemos just has that equalizing knockout power but i'm not even gonna be mad amanda Lemos looked in shape ready to go five rounds she was eating up jessica's leg with like heavy leg kicks heavy heavy shots and Andras just managed to close the distance on an exchange on like a crazy wild exchange i think and before you know the fight's over um but before yeah, you know I, 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 jessica Andras, i w- she's probably gonna have women's submission of the year but i think there, there's another one like the demopolis girl or something but in my book this is one of the most impressive ones i've ever seen okay now let's get into this number three on the list I bet you guys are just chomping at the bit to know what I'm going to say here, okay? (laughs) Do you guys remember back in the day, earlier in the year, uh, I think, yeah, this was the Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker card, I want to say, and it was Blood Diamond, Mike Matheta, all the hype in the world going into a fight against Jeremiah Wells. What happened in the first minute and a half of the fight? Jeremiah Wells (laughs) takes him down, mauls him, finds his back, and chokes him out. That one, Blood okay. Diamond. What a scary name. Mike Matheta. Remember, you were saying that that guy's name is like perfect for Mike Tyson. Oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you were literally talking about how Mike Tyson—that's the same name made for him to say over and over again. Yeah, he can pronounce that very well. Okay, but yeah, that—that's the main one. Just given the fact that, <laughs> like, all the hype for on mike with blood diamond side and then jeremiah wells nobody really expected him to come in there i mean i i did because i knew he was a good wrestler he's absolutely stacked muscle on top of muscle and it was going to be interesting because i think blood diamond was just like a kickboxer so it was going to be interesting to see how his um takedown defense held up jeremiah wells took him down choked him out despite all that pressure um jeremiah wells dude my top three submission of the year number three okay (laughs) now number two I know this is going to be an obvious one, but it's got to be Paul Craig absolutely grinding versus Nikita Krylov, throwing up that triangle after getting popped in the face. I feel like I saw this one. Yeah, you did. It was he was losing the entire round, I think, and then yeah. he just Nikita got Nikita one. got uh, lazy a bit, and then Paul just threw up his triangle and submitted him last minute, like he did against Magomed Ankalaev, and it was yeah. It was super crazy. sad for Nikita Krylov because he trained so unbelievably hard. I mean, not to say that Paul Craig doesn't, but to be winning a fight and then you just have, you don't focus for a split second. Yeah. And then it's over. That's what happens when you fight a guy like Claudio Poyes, dude. Claudio Poyes is, the way he transitioned from like an omoplata to like a triangle into a knee bar against Clay Guida happened within seconds. And it was so, it was psycho. It was really scary. I don't know why <laughs> you would want to... Um, go to the ground i don't know why anybody would attempt to try to go to the ground with that guy great smocker did a good job um but yeah claudio looks so good he looks strong this fight at 155 like he looked jacked i mean he usually looks jacked but he looked i don't know something about him kind of looked like he put some muscle on his frame okay Hmm. number one though it's gonna be at the end of the day one of my favorite fights of the year was a uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Sergey Morozov. Sergey Morozov was cracking Douglas Silva de Andrade. <laughs> then Sergey Morozov kind of got gassed out, got cracked, and there was just a freaking wild exchanges. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, I think Douglas Silva de Andrade was a bloody mess. I mean, he he was cut up bloody pretty bad mess. too. 
and he ended up getting a freaking i think it was another rear naked choke victory or guillotine or something and i want to watch it i was watching it literally right there this is before i transformed this room into what it was today but yeah you're watching it on the bahama chairs no yeah we still had our tv like over there oh you mean like before the whole room transferred? Yeah. yeah and it was it was psycho i'm so happy i caught it too because it was one it was like one of the first fights on the day and um i was debating on whether or not i should watch the early early prelims and i'm happy i did because yeah, i knew both of these guys were that. killers because sergey morozov is a freaking manimal baby but yeah that's <laughs> my top three of the year i'm sure there's going to be some more crazy ones there obviously as, as i was looking through the list of the top 50 i was like oh yeah these are s- savage but i I thought the Silver the Andrade and Paul Craig one were definitely fantastic, and then but obviously the ones that happened most recently were crazy. But I can't mention those because it'd be kind of stupid. Because yeah, you just watched just happened, them. Yeah. One thing that's sick though. Before we get into the Cheeto Vera versus Font card, I want to talk about Claudio Poyes because this man, I know he's kind of become the feature figure of our show, but he's been in the UFC. <laughs> he's been fighting for a long time, and he hasn't lost in a while, and his wins have been pretty definitive especially in his last two two knee bars which i don't even know if that's ever happened in the history of time but wait what's exactly a knee bar is that when they like it's literally like an arm bar but you do it with your knee and you hi- like hyper extend your knee that sounds so painful yeah it's no fun but i think i know the right matchup here if we're gonna this is what the ufc's got to do diego fajera i'm pretty sure he's like on a three fight losing streak Claudio Poyes hasn't lost in a fat minute, and he deserves, I believe, a top 15 guy. I didn't watch his post-fight press conference. I mean, his post-fight interviews to see who he called out or anything. But Diego Fijera, if we want to see high-level jiu-jitsu and ground game, let's do that. Or, even though I know the RDA versus, uh, what happened? This little girl in my elementary class today, she we had to write about hobbies and she wrote jujitsu yes and she i she was like showing me them i'm like oh jujitsu and she's like how do you know how to pronounce that she's like no one knows ever how to say it and she goes do you know where it's from and i was like um i'm not sure and she's like brazil and how like, did she you knew, not i forget i was set up on a t for I you i know but i forgot i was gonna say um japan for some reason but she said brazil and i was like my boyfriend would be very impressed by you. This is how he would want his kid to be. <laughs> this little girl's doing jujitsu and knows about the original where it originated. How did you not know? It I, was and I was BJJ, like, dude. I wanted to let her like tell me. You know how they get excited to like give you facts. Yes. So I was not really trying to like come up with it. Well, you didn't know. I anyway. didn't want to out show her. I'm like Brazil. You want to know another fact? But she asked little you. girl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, like I know a lot. Oh, so you're above me now why you think that just because your tiktok popped off you can just hold the mic in your hand you don't need the stand anymore no but you don't need a stand holding it it makes me more engaged if it's just sitting there and i'm just sitting there like this it's like no fun so i kind of like holding oh, it oh you'll go on tiktok you want the phone stand just kidding i'm not gonna give that shit to you because okay, i know what but i'm do sorry i interrupted you but you said jujitsu and it made me think of that that just happened and i was no, yeah. about that that's awesome good for her she's gonna be a black belt what is she second eight, grade eight eight grade eight eight or seven seven eight second yeah seven eight would be second because in 2007 i was in first grade and i was six, I'll ask you about you, but um go ahead yeah <laughs> so Diego fijera or we got hanano moicano if he is um gonna be recovered from the rda fight because that fight probably took a few years off hanano's life there but um <laughs> props to him for taking that uh those would be fantastic fights for him it's gonna be tougher 
Um, I think when you move up, just because some of these guys, they're big and strong. Not to say Claudio is not, but the wrestling, when you get a younger guy that is kind of a fantastic psycho wrestler, <laughs> that might be end up being a problem. But Claudio is so slick in the way he gets to your limbs and how fast he does it. It could present problems, but it's going to be tough submitting some of those guys that just have a lot of protection around those joints that are absolutely jacked. Like me. I've got a lot of Claudio cushion Claudio is hella strong joints. too. So. But yeah, Diego Fijera or a Hanato Moicano fight would be great. Hanato's not ranked, but that would set him up for a ranked fight um, or a ranked opponent next time. But Diego Fijera, he is at 15, so if you want to crack the top 15... That is a fight to look at. Even a Dan Hooker. I don't know. But yeah, mm. go Claudio. Claudio is the freaking man. And he actually kind of set up one of the segments that I want to do today. But okay, so Font versus Vera. Let's get into this. Rob Font. I guess we're just going to talk about the main event and maybe like one other fight. But yeah, lost to, jo- 15 minutes. lost to Jose. He's going to be fighting Marlon. Marlon's coming off that big, big dub over, uh, what is it, Frankie? This is going to be... S- I don't think this is going to go to the ground at all, obviously. It's probably a Captain Obvious thing for me to say, but <laughs> it's going to be... This is... I don't know what's going to... Because like, I feel like Cheeto, he's really good on the feet, really clean, but he can be a bit hesitant at times. And But Rob Font, he's going to push the pra- pace like with his... Um, he's going to pump the jab, and I don't know what's going to happen. You just got to watch the big X factor in this. It's just going to be Marlon's kicking. Is be like Marlon, he's just so clean and he can throw that sucker right up the middle his front leg or his like a front kick to the face. It just pops you like it did to uh like it did to Frankie Edgar, dude. Um but you know what also is he his, his Marlon Vera, his striking it's it's pretty it's kind of similar to um that front he, uh head kick to the face is similar to Amanda Lemma, they've got that in common for sure. But Rob Font, I don't know who's going to get this dub here because it's like Rob Font, such good boxer. It's not going to go to the ground. It's just going to, I think at the end of the day, I don't know if there's going to be a finish here because Rob Font's too tough. Yeah. Marlon Barra's way too tough. I just don't know. Wait, if, if we're throwing, this could be one of the most even matchups of the entire year. I think Vera's going to win though by decision. I don't see it. You don't see very. I think winning. Rob Font. Rob Font's got too much in the tank. He's one of the best boxers, dude. Yeah, he is good, but I like New England Cartel, baby. It's so tough. They've got a lot. They've got common opponents as well. Like this is an even ass matchup. That, but Marlon Barra, yeah, that's sick. I'm just trying to think of what's gonna happen, bro. Maybe Cheeto tries to eat him up early with leg kicks, and then but Rob Font. He pushed the pace. He doesn't really get tired. It's going to be tough. <laughs> I'm a, As of late, though, Rob Font's got more... I think he's had more tough opponents. I don't know. Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes. Lost to Jose. That was a good fight, but Jose just kind of took it to him. Dude, official pick. I'm going to have to go Rob Font, but I'm not going to be surprised at all if Marlon Vera can pull off this dub because this is just... It's going to be an absolute scrap banger. It's going to go five rounds. There's going to be 200 plus significant strikes on each side, I think. I'm going Vera. It's going to be a firefight. Hmm? I'm going to go with Vera, which I feel like either one isn't a bad pick. Rob Font could attempt to change levels and stuff and try to take it to the ground, but I just have a lot of faith in Marlon's ground game where he's going to scramble and he's going to work. He doesn't just lay there. and. I thought you said Font's going to win. 
I thought you said you have Font winning. Yeah, I have Font winning. But I, I just think I that if, if, if the fight does go to the ground, I definitely see Font maybe trying to grind him up against the cage and change levels. But Marlon Vera, he's too slippery on the ground. And he's going to get back. He does a really good job of scrambling up to his feet after he gets taken down. It's just a matter of... I, yeah, it's just going to be a great fight because I know both guys, they want to throw a bomb. Neither are just going to try to lay on you because both of their skill sets are such that makes striking a base. better fight. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Rob Font, but I love Marlon Vera. He's an absolute dog. You can <laughs> hang with literally anybody in the um, bantamweight division. Okay. Telemarketer. One, one dude, though, that I was watching... And it's the first fight. It's Carlos Condon, uh, Candelario versus Tatsuro Taira. Dude, Tatsuro Taira, number one flyweight in Japan, according to Tapology, bro. Tatsuro Taira is a killer. I was watching, I watched one of his fights, and he has great submission game. His kicks are phenomenal. He'll eat up your leg. And then also, he, in his, I think, or I think it was most recent fight or something. His his right hand's pretty crazy. Like he can find your chin and he can put you down and stun you, and then all of a sudden he'll grab your back or something, and you'll be choked out. So we could see another fantastic submission from Tatsuro Tyree. And you've never and seen him fight before? No, he's this is his first fight in the UFC. Oh, cool. And he's only tw- I think he's only twenty. He's like my age, or what? a little bit older than me. So he's born in two thousand. So I'm look f- looking forward to Tatsuro Tyree, ten and one dude, and he could be another great addition to the flyweight division for sure. Um, and then obviously Alexander Romanov versus Chase Sherman that got uh, that got delayed from last week's card, so that's going to be on this week's. And Alexander Romanov, I'm looking for him to basically buzzsaw through everybody that he faces at heavyweight until he makes it into that top five, top ten ish area. Okay, and then Gerald Mershart, we got GM three versus Christoph Jocko. That's going to be a great fight. I think that GM three is finally going to have this is actually a fi- this is finally a favorable matchup. I think for GM three, he's had to fight some absolute killers, and he was kind of getting laid on by Dustin Stolzfist, but then he ended up getting that freaking submission. He's submission artist, baby. We could actually see more submissions carry over into this next um this upcoming week but as, as as far as like anything besides rob font versus marlon vera it's andre feely versus joe anderson burrito like you have to watch andre feely he's the absolute man but yeah that's it for feely. that card, dude. touchy feely baby yeah that's his i always remember him by his nickname yeah okay let's get into this final segment okay yeah but those are my picks watch out you have to watch andre feely rob font i think is gonna win Alexander Romanov for sure dub and then Tatsuro Tyra. He looks like an absolute killer. I'm excited. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. Okay. Let's get into the new discoveries. And this was obviously um influenced by our boy Claudio Pues. And then also we found so many sick prospects last year between um like Melsic Bagdasari and Michael Chandler. I think Michael Chandler didn't he come in 2020? He came during COVID, I'm pretty sure. I think he came 2021. No, I don't think so. But I'll okay. Look. All right. Should we get into number five? Okay. Number five. My, fa- one of my favorite discoveries that has happened. I think he fought, uh, yeah, he's fought twice this year, I believe. For one against Michelle Pejeda and one against Miguel Baeza. Two of which are some of my favorite welterweights to watch. Miguel Baeza. Keep your head up, bro. You're going to be the man one day. You're still young, but Andre Fialio. 
and I'm having, I don't know how to say it. I usually say Fialu, but I, I, the last two fights, it seems like the announcers have been <laughs> struggling with it. So well, I was going to say they probably say it wrong. No, well, I don't know. I think I'm just going to say Fialu. And absolutely, dude, imagine being your first fight in the UFC and you're fighting Michelle Pejeda, I'm pretty sure. And Michelle Pejeda, I don't know why he's not in the top 15. I mean, I don't know why he's not in the top 10, but I guess, I don't even, dude, I don't even know if Michelle Pejeda isn't ranked. Oh, Michael Chandler's first fight was January 2021. Okay. That's a long ass time ago, though. It was the 2021, so I think I know better than you. So I think I'm the new host. If you want (laughs) to. Tell me about Andre Fialio. 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 (laughs) Brazilian names kill me sometimes. I know. I can say like the longest Russian name and then one short Brazilian You're so good at Russian names. Or just Eastern Europeans. Yeah. But Andre Fial, clean boxing. He's so good. His uppercut that he cracked Miguel Baeza with was fantastic. But it seems like every single fight he's in, he's always pushing the pace no matter how he's doing in a fight. Even if he's losing, he's always just pressing you up against the octagon and throwing volume. And then he also has the power and stand-up to just hang with people. And then he's obviously well-rounded like on the ground and stuff. So Andre Fial, he's the man. And I cannot wait for the next time he fights because it seems like every single time he's in there, it's a war. Yeah. And... Even though probably gonna have to change that up in order to elongate your career, but yeah, I freaking love Andre Fialo. Um, wow. And one seventy is pretty wide open. Like you, it all it takes is like one or two fights, or it takes like a three fight win streak, honestly, to get attention in there. And then, but by, by by then you're maybe in the top fifteen. I don't know, battling to get in the top ten. So yeah, one seventy is really wide open. But okay, next one, Jalton Almeida, dude. This guy's an absolute sad boy. When we watched, I forget what the card it was. I think it was the Strickland card, but he when he was fighting Danilo Marquez at 205, I was like, Jesus Christ. He's a big-ass guy. This is a, he just took him down. He took Danilo down, and then he was just kind of riding him around the octagon a little bit, and then he just started raining down Donkey Kong strikes like Alexander Romanov. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk here. I'm getting my eyelid rubbed because I have an eyelash here. Eyelash. But Jalatan Almeida, he's absolute jack god. And he's going to be a top 10 light heavyweight, but he's moving up. I'm th- pretty sure to fight a pretty favorable match of a heavyweight between, uh, was it Parker Porter or something? Parker um, Porter. And it's going to be a heavyweight, but I don't know how that's going to go, but it's really a, like, it's really a Peter Parker win win scenario. I mean, not win win because you could get knocked the fuck <laughs> out of heavyweight. I do say Yeah, but yeah, you just it's it just kind of shows that you're giving the UFC a favor. So there you, you don't know, you give and receive. You scratch your back, you I scratch my back. <laughs> wait, wait, receive. you scratch my back, I scratch your back, kind of thing. You know, you but two sixty five for Jalton. I'm excited to see how he looks there because he already looks so funny. Like, 205 so it's gonna be crazy <laughs> parker porter i think he's on like a three five win streak or something but uh you know jonathan almeida he's gonna find a way to get that sucker to the ground choke you out or something it's gonna be an interesting battle there to 265 but i want to see jack look at this guy dude i mean yeah, oh my jacked. god that's crazy okay like when you close your eyes and think of a bazillion fighter, you're like, oh, Jalton. It's definitely that. Jalton almeida so that's number f- so we got andre fialu Jalton almeida at four okay next one we got to go Muhammad Mokayev, okay? Because this guy, he pretty much set the tone for that Patty Pimblett card and Tom Aspinall card because even though I don't, he 
yeah, he's from, I, I forget where he's exactly from, but I'm pretty sure he's based out of England or whatever. But the way oh. he pulled that flying knee to guillotine on Cody Durden was fantastic. He's only like 21 years old. And then just to add another absolute fantastic prospect to the flyweight division. But Muhammad <laughs> Mukhaev is a killer. And he, he, I think he just got a new fight announced. I forget against who but he is gonna be something else and i don't think the guy that he's fighting has ever fought in the ufc before but you know what screw that dude we got to take time to develop this man's because like i don't even take offense to it like even though because you know how there's some guys that you know they're kind of older and they're good but they kind of want to keep building their brand yeah when you're freaking 21 years old bro you can find whoever the hell you want right now so i'm pumped to see muhammad mukhaib and especially he's like a guy that's super exciting like as soon like as soon as the bell rang to in the first round, he was ready to go. Like he was, seemed like he was just ready to spaz out in the first like yeah. five seconds against Cody Durden. But Durden's a killer too, and so like it was a really impressive dub for Muhammad Mukhaev. But yeah, Muhammad Mukhaev, number three of my favorite discoveries. Number two, Victor Henry. He fought one of my favorite guys ever, Howney Barcelos, who I believe is a perennial like top ten dude on a, any given day, top five contender in bantamweight. And Victor Henry took massive shots, uppercuts, everything. And then what does he do? He absolutely fights like Joe Rogan said it best. He's a coach's dream because he literally is a coach himself. But Victor Henry, he's got such good stand-up, such good everything. And he impressed me so much against the guy that I believed um, won his fight against Team Revaliev. And then, um, I don't know, just Hanny Barcelos is a killer, dude. And the way that Victor Henry never fought in the UFC before prior to that moment and he showed up and showed out. And so, yeah, Victor Henry, and he just seems that he's another guy that just gets into a wars, I feel like, even though that's probably not ideal. But Bantamweight is just obviously so stacked head to toe. There's so many guys. Like, you could seriously do a serious influx of, like, the top 30 and, like, mix in guys that are in the um, 16 through 30 and put them in the top 15 and, you know, like, wouldn't even tell a difference. Like, I feel like there's guys in the top 30 that can easily top beat anybody in the top 10 or top 15. But Can I add a name? Yeah, let's go. Um, who was the guy that shot that fought Sugar Sean? Chris Moutinho. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Chris Moutinho, he is a great discovery because he uh, like because he also did that other fight recently, yeah. right? And the man, you just can't knock him down. No. Yeah. He doesn't win, but he's a really good. Well, when you're fighting, Sean, when you fight Sean O'Malley and Guido Canetti, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's something you tell your grandkids when like, you're like, he's bro, getting bro. like tough fights, tough fast fights. And, and I thought he, like, held up really well. Yeah. Is there another guy that you think, even from, like, last year? Well, like I said, Michael Chandler, obviously, because he was in 2021. Mm-hmm. I love watching his inspo videos every single day. Kellen <laughs> sends me them on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love it. <laughs> it's so He's funny. the only one that it's just... I don't know. Something about it is just even though when he does cringe videos, Either it's just cringe, not but cringe. Like he's trying to... He's, he's genuine. genuine. Like, like, he's not just being... No, and, exactly. And it helps because he actually talks to talk like he's not just like telling people what to do and he's actually do like, straight he actually up does it yeah yeah and he it just fits him I like know. he just is a motivational kind of speaker guy like he just gives me he that just military that vibe, vibe. Yeah. like it's so funny but i like him and kel and i, I love at him. first used to not dude the man shows up and absolutely bangs every single fight yeah. zero boring fights ever and it wouldn't matter what style because even if he does take people down he slams you on your noggin so it's still exciting at the yeah. end of the day so I would say him and then like Chris Moutinho's or whatever. Yeah. And those are the only two I could think of. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Chris Moutinho, he's great. But 
He just got to get more of a favorable match. Yeah. Away. He's been getting hard. Hard ass. Dude, you come from not even fighting in the UFC to just fighting guys. Sugar Sean was his first fight in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. And Guido Canetti is one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. And he's 40 <laughs> and he's absolutely shredded. Yeah. yeah I don't know if they thought they were doing him a favor just because he was 40 or like what? I don't know, but. But yeah, no, I don't know. That was tough. To I don't even watch. think he's 40, dude. I think he's over 40. Yeah. He's like 42 or something. Yeah. I don't know. But okay. So we got Andre Fialu, Jalton Almeida, Muhammad Mokaya, Victor Henry. And now for the main one that I found out about. It's got to be the little Conor McGregor-esque fire that we even... I talked about a little while back. And that's Javid Bashrat. I mean, the dude... The way he resembles Conor McGregor is actually kind of insane. Like... And his fight like just fight like wise even in his haircut looks. and his beard and the way that he's balancing he's light on his toes and he like uh like kind of gets guys to like fight with him like he gets guys to rise to the occasion a little bit mm-hmm. god i always gotta be aware <laughs> of the time okay freaking superstar over here but jimmy boshra like dude his fight against trevin five star jones trevin jones is well number one I mean, after his fight against Mario Batista, I think he's had to fight Saeed Akub Kakaranov, and then he's had to fight Javid Bashra. You know and names. I mean, that is just, those are names I have on your resume for sure. But Javid Bashra, <laughs> his brother won at, the, at a different promotion at the exact same time, but I love him. He's, he's my, at the end of the day, I think, granted something crazy happening, he's going to be my Melsic Bagdasarian of 2000. Like, he's. Javid Bashra is my 2022 Melsic Bagdasarian, I think. Because this guy, he's another great addition to, um, uh bantamweight mm-hmm. and th- i don't know the way that he was fighting it didn't show a ton of weaknesses so i'm thinking bro this cat could fight anybody in the division give him problems so that's why i love javi bashra and just the way that he kind of resembled conor mcgregor was great and then he also loves to talk during fights and then he elevates the level of his fighter of, of his opponent and I don't know. It just makes for a great show. So I could see him fighting main events. He's going to be on main cards, dude. I want to look up. I don't think. He, I don't even think he's that old either. And I don't think he has a uh, a fight coming up. But he's dude. He and bro, his nickname is the Snow Leopard. That's the <laughs> sickest nickname ever. Okay, but yeah. And then I think he his his uh, original fight against that. Oh, um, is Dana White Contender Series fight? The guy was like calling him a terrorist, and then he goes in and guillotine chokes that guy. But that's freaking sick. He's yeah. an absolute. He's an absolute killer, dude. Yeah, I love Javid. He's the man. Please watch out for him. And he's, um, born in 1995. So what does that make him? Like 27 ish. 25. Chris was born in 98. So yeah, about 20. It was around my sister's 26. age. 26. Yeah. yeah. Dude, let's freaking go. 12 and 0. Javid Bashrat. He's the man. Okay. Yeah, boys. I mean, that's kind of the show. Um, 35 little minute episode. Yeah. I'm kind of cutting them off early because I got, go dog sit, I got boy. a dog sit. But yeah, fantastic. Um, Is there anything else you're thinking of? Look up for, uh, what's his face? Look out for. Look out for the man <laughs> look from up Okinawa. Tatsuro Tyra. Oh, I really yeah. believe we're going to discover something special with I'm this guy. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But, okay, guys. Thank you so much. And, yeah, Peace. we shall be back. Yeah. Soon. Next week. Yeah. Hopefully, I do. I could do one Saturday, honestly. Or, or we're signing off. Signing okay. off. Later. <laughs>